0: Yeah, yeah 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 I was like open that mouth yeah. she something open that mouth say like
1: something and the app,
2: open, open the app. And now from an undisclosed
3: location You are now tuned in to the Xander effect with host
1: Xander Dane
4: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames, along with my two wonderful co-hosts. Well, at least one of the two ain't bad. Uh, My first, uh, you know, this guy right here, Jeremy Miller. You know, Jeremy, how you doing?
5: What's up, all? Why do I have to be doing this with him again?
4: (laughs) And of course, our lovely, lovely co-host, Miss Lonnie Rivera. Lonnie, how you doing? Hey, doing great. Uh, happy Friday everybody yay it's the weekend here the weekends here and I'm here to <laughs> oh wait wrong thing wrong wrong era anyways welcome everybody to the show that brings you the latest in entertainment sports and video game news and also interviews some incredible rising stars uh, today in entertainment news we have a few things to talk about including the West Wing reunion trailer that aired yesterday for uh, the remake well they're doing kind of like a like a theatrical Read of, uh, of one of their episodes that aired back in 2002 called "The Called Hartsfields Landing." And uh, this episode, I mean, you know, they're bringing back the entire cast of The West Wing: uh, Martin Sheen who plays President Bartlett, Rob Lowe, Duel Hill, Allison Janney, uh, Janelle Maloney, Richard Schiff, Bradley Whitford, Whitford, and so many others are going to be back. Um, so it's it's going to be a great uh, a great reprisal of of everything that um uh, of everything that uh, uh, of that episode i'm excited for it i I loved watching the West Wing when it was on. It was yeah. an incredible show. I mean it showed us what the president and the rest of the staff goes through on a daily basis all the the stress that they go through uh having to you know take care of not just the president but also the various issues that rise that arise from you know that uh, that may have been said from other politicians, fires mm-hmm. that they have to put out. Etc. I mean, it's it's crazy the stuff that they go through. This particular episode, however, uh, it's for it's basically for charity. And mm-hmm. it was shot. It was shot actually in October. Uh, this, it was actually shot this month. And uh, they all followed COVID-19 protocols, etc. It was shot at the Orpheum Theater in Los Angeles. And uh, this episode also will have guests, special guests, which include Michelle Obama, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Samuel L. Jackson, and President Bill Clinton, along with a special guest appearance by uh, Elizabeth Moss, who she actually played uh, President Bartlett's favorite daughter, Zoe Bartlett, in the original series. So she's going to make a special appearance as well. This, this, again, I mean, this episode is basically uh, the theme of this. uh, Actually, it's for the nonprofit organization, the nonpartisan nonprofit organization called When We All Vote, Uh, Mm -hmm. and it's co-chaired by former first lady, Michelle Obama. So that's, that's basically what, you know, this episode, that's what the charity is for. I'm personally excited for it because, the trailer itself was just so well made and Aaron Sorkin wrote uh, obviously he wrote the entire series brilliant writer uh and uh he's going to be actually uh producing this he's going to actually be uh uh, will executive produce this uh this uh this rendition of it along with thomas uh and casey patterson they're all going to be involved in this project so this is set to come out october 15th and like i said it's going to be on hbo max it's going to debut on hbo max and i'm excited for it again this is going to be a great uh what what they're going to be doing for this
6: Well, it's definitely timely when you think of just the fact that we've only got a couple of weeks left before, you know, election day. Although here in Los Angeles, it's kind of cool that they shot this at the Orpheum Theater, you know, and in other places. I already voted. I don't know about you guys, but um, early early voting started October 5th and I made it known just personally. It's great that they're pushing this on my social media page where you can go to vote And I have to say when I went to vote uh, this past Wednesday, there was hardly anybody there. It was super simple. you know I, I just didn't want a chance mailing it in. So I love the fact that they're taking this opportunity to take you know this issue which is such an important issue right now and so timely and using the show to push it. since the show, as you said, Xander, you love it. so many people love love the West Wing since it's so popular, why not?
5: You know, no, it, it's a great thing using their voice to, you know, no matter which, you know, no matter what you're voting on, no matter who you're voting for, we all need to get out there and vote, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a wonderful message. And um, unlike you, Lonnie, and this is not a criticism, I am actually mailing it in. Um, <laughs> I am very happy to see i don't know if they did this nationwide but i do know the mail-in ballots in california were each individually sent out with a mm-hmm. tracking code yep. yeah. so that the second it hits the mail you can actually track your you know track your vote yeah. and your ballot the entire yeah. way so because right. i'm dealing with you know i have immunocompromised people at home i'm just trying to limit Absolutely everything I can, I decided to go ahead and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure yeah. if I would until I actually saw the ballot and I saw that it had the tracking code and everything else. I felt yeah. a little more comfortable doing it then. Up until I saw it, I probably was not going to mail it in. I, I, yeah. I didn't quite trust it until I saw it and read all the info that mm-hmm. was provided there. So no, I think it's an awesome thing they're doing. Uh, people loved this show. I mean, this was a mm-hmm. powerful show with amazing performers Top to bottom. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, my stepfather actually was very privileged to be an extra on that show for multiple years. Oh, that's cool. Um, In fact, had the government not completely messed up his green card by not renewing it, even though he filled in all his paperwork and did everything properly in time, he was to be hired as a regular on the last season. And unfortunately, because they screwed up his green card, they couldn't hire him. And it was oh, uh, quite heartbreaking because he was a he was a part of that cast even though just an extra for like three or four years, and that last year they actually were going to give him some speaking parts and make him an official, you know, cast member. So. Wow. Yeah, this is a pretty special show, and from what everything he told me about being on set was an amazing cast. Um, people who treated even the you know the extras with respect and care, and uh, you know he said it was quite a quite a privilege to get to work with that many brilliant actors.
4: And the thing. I bet. I mean, my question here is that uh who's going to replace john spencer because john spencer was uh was uh president uh, he he played uh, the character leo McGarry, and uh, leo was the president's chief of staff and um you know he was again john spencer was an incredible actor he passed away in the tw- uh, towards the last season of uh the west wing actually he was uh he was um set to play uh the the vice president of the new president that was going to be in office he was he was uh pretty much elected to be the vice president of the new president that was going to precede president bartlett in the series and uh towards i believe it was halfway through that the, the final season he suffered a massive heart attack that unfortunately you know he took his life uh, ironically enough actually he he um he did an episode where he where his character leo also suffered a massive heart attack attack and almost died in the series. That's what's really That's weird. Yeah. about that whole situation is that he actually did suffer a heart attack. Now, In this particular episode, uh, Leo plays a big role because they, you know, the way the episode goes is that Leo is the one that actually, obviously, chief of staff is the one in charge of everything that's going on. Uh, He's the one, the chief of staff is the one that informs the president of certain national security issues that are happening, anything happening around the world, whether it be another country testing nuclear missiles, et cetera, et cetera. And... In the, at the very beginning of this episode, that's exactly what happens. That Leo goes ahead and uh, and uh, informs uh, the, the the press secretary, C.J. Craig, played by Allison Janney, uh, that China is testing missiles. Uh, in a in in on an island and everything, and she has to inform the president. We have to go. We have to go. Like you know, we have to go talk about this with Leo, and uh, in the Situation Room, in the War Room, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so um, my question is, who's gonna? John is is irreplaceable. The man is an incredible actor. I've seen him in so many movies. He's and he did an incredible job. <laughs> I was really sad to to hear about his passing when it happened. Um, and it, it was just such an, an emotional time because he would have done a great job playing as a vice president. He was doing a great job as playing as a vice president in the series and I would have wanted to see to see everything end right but unfortunately it didn't. So, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering who's going to replace John Spencer on this one. That's that's my curiosity on that one. Who knows.
5: Well, you know the producers are going to handle that with some respect. I mean, John was a very respected actor and somebody that they all loved. So, whoever does step up and fill in for this one time is going to be somebody who's going to treat it with a lot of respect and do mm-hmm. you know do a job that the the producers feel John would be proud of
4: I hope so. I really do, because he deserves no less than that. So we'll have to see uh, the premiere of The West Wing. That episode, Hartsfield's uh, Landing, is going to premiere October 15th on HBO Max. So make sure you check it out. If you don't have HBO, HBO Max, well, sucks to be you. <laughs> in, other <entertainment laughs> news, hey. in other entertainment news, SNL cancels uh, Morgan Wallen's performance after the singer decided to break... Covid nineteen protocols. Uh, the young rising country uh, star basically <laughs> screwed the pooch on this one. Uh, after he was uh, basically he was on a, he was on TikTok uh, where he is seen socializing at an Alabama bar uh, without yeah. a mask, and not only was was he at a bar, but he he was at a crowded bar, and then he was at a house party. And this was just a few days before he was supposed to be on SNL for a live performance. It's like, dude, you you couldn't have waited just a little bit longer. Like, seriously, what were you thinking? Um, and, and of course, he owned up to his uh, he owned up to his to his mistakes. Uh, he went on social media. And basically, uh, he said, I respect He said, quote, I respect the show's decision because I know I put them in jeopardy and I take ownership for this. I'd like to apologize to SNL, to my fans, to my team for bringing me these opportunities. And I let them down. And on a more personal note, I think I have some growing up to do. I think I, I lost myself a little bit. I tried to find joy in the wrong places. And I don't know. It's left me with less joy. So I'm going to try to work on that. I'm going to take a step back from the spotlight for a little while and go work on myself i wish i could have made uh country music and my fans proud this saturday but i respect the decision once again uh he also he also went ahead and said that uh that uh the snl's you know creator chief uh chief lauren michaels Mm -hmm. uh, basically gave him a lot of encouragement and it seems that he's going to give him another shot At uh, performing on SNL again in the future, but man, to go ahead and do something so reckless—it's like, dude, you do realize that SNL could make your career. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm just curious.
6: Do they? Do they? Are they testing folks like Tyler Perry's been doing? So I hear, you know, whenever there's production, are they testing folks beforehand?
1: I believe. uh, I I believe.
5: The only way productions um, have been able to get insured is that they're doing daily testing, they're doing temperature testing, and Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they're doing the new rapid testing as well. So I I just, I know that... You know, the, some of the reality—not sh- reality shows, but the competition shows—came mm-hmm. back and kind of tried to operate in a bubble, similar to you know the sports and stuff like that. And from what I heard from the crew um, that was working on different shows like that, that's exactly what they were doing. It's a daily thing. Every time you came to the set or to your location, you were having your temperature checked. Um, right. Everybody had to be tested before beforehand. Now that they have the rapid test who knows if they're doing it every day or because, I mean, Mm -hmm. they have the five-minute tests now that can be done. Um, And, of course, these production companies can afford to get that done for other people. So um, I'd have to assume so. I mean, every every one of these productions is being insured by somebody and you know how insurance companies are. They're right. not going to, they're not going to just let them do whatever they want with this. So.
4: And according to Whalen, he says that he says that he's like perfectly clear. Like he has, he was tested <laughs> for COVID-19 and he's fine. But you know, obviously after this weekend, you don't, you never know. I yeah, mean, you never know. And then there's so quickly. many people
6: come, coming back false positive and so many unknowns, I guess, SNL, which I can't blame them. No, you Rather just got to be play, careful. Play you got it.
5: Yeah, Mm -hmm. they got to take care of their people. Um, I mean, from a just a humanity standpoint, this is who they were. You know, you've worked with these people forever. These are your people. This is your crew, Mm -hmm. your cast. You have to protect them. And then like you said, Lonnie, from a business standpoint Mm -hmm. and a liability standpoint, (laughs) they have to take every precaution they can.
4: Yeah, and they yeah. did. They did. I think they did a. They made a good decision here. He but made a bad one. They made a good let, one on this. One. Let me
5: jump in there real quick, though, and give this kid a little. You know, he's a young. He's a younger. I'm
6: glad you, you called know. him a kid. How old he is, is he,
5: Jeremy? Well, he's a younger performer. I mean, I, I don't okay. know his actual age, but yeah, I don't. I don't really follow country that much. Um, I've okay. heard his name, uh, but I'm pretty sure he's under 22, 23, yeah. which yeah, I mean, he's, he's young. A, That would which,
6: classify as kid to
5: me. To me. <laughs> a kid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, and I just he's not the only one. OK, we've seen 30 year old performers, you know, athletes who are making a million dollars make this same lapse in judgment. Mm-hmm. There's been, you know, NBA players, baseball players, and all of them have came out and said the same thing afterwards that, you know, you know what? I made a mistake. This was a bad call on my part. I should not have done this. I put my teammates at risk. So just because he's a kid and just because he missed an opportunity, you know, he's not the only one. And he's not just some dumb kid who blew it, you know. But at, right. least,
4: but at least he took responsibility for Absolutely. his actions. Absolutely. Which, which that, could, that goes a long way, you know, because there's many people that don't take responsibility, you know, for their actions. There's many people that do that, you know, that decide that, hey, you know, it, it is what it is and they don't take responsibility for what they do. They easily yeah. go ahead and damage other people and that's not fair to the rest. It's like, dude, you know, it's not right. But at least he took responsibility, which I'm happy about. And that should go a long way with Lauren. Like, I believe that should go yeah. a long way with him. Uh, and hopefully that, you know, hopefully they do give him a second chance and they're able to, like, bring him on and have him do a performance. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, the kid deserves... Hey, I, I what don't... What just, 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 just FYI, you guys, I don't recall many country artists performing on SNL. There have been. Oh, yeah, there definitely there have been.
5: been. Yeah, there's really? been a lot over time. I mean, it's... they? They've had a lot of different guests from pretty okay. much all the genres. But, you mm-hmm. know, I, I believe... Jason Aldean and okay, um, yeah, 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 Toby Keith, Garth and all those Brooks, guys, right? Garth Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, yeah, all of those guys, all the bigger names mm-hmm. have all come through SNL at one point.
6: Oh, have they? Okay. Yeah, well, what, so, what a missed opportunity, but I'm sure they'll hopefully bring them back again.
4: I'm pretty sure they will. I mean, like I said, everybody makes mistakes. The important thing yep. is that you have to own up to the mistakes. That's that's <laughs> always what's important. That counts for a lot more than the initial mistake itself. So I'm sure that they're going to bring them back, so we'll see what happens with that. In other entertainment news, Master P is going to be honored at uh, the 2020 BT Hip Hop uh, Awards, and um, I think it's Well deserved. I think, uh, you know, Master P has done so much in the industry. I mean, he's basically, you know, he sold over 100 million records uh, since he built his record, uh, you know, uh, No Limit Records in 1991. I mean, the guy is a philanthropist. He's been he's been in tele- He's been in movies such as I Got the Hookup, Soccer Mom, Gone. Yeah. 60 I mean, he's been in a lot of movies. He's also I think he was also in the movie. Um, uh, uh, um, God, the, the, I can't even think of the. I. I, I Dark Blue. That's what I was, I was like trying to remember. He was in the movie Dark Blue. Uh, he was also in the sitcom Romeo. Um, mm-hmm. He was in reality series such as Growing Up, Hip Hop. I mean, he even has even has you know breakfast items uh, under of the pattern. It's called he's got one that's called Rap Snacks. He's got Uncle P's and Hoodie Hoos. So I mean he's done so much. He's, he's like and and he's actually been like kind of not in the spotlight you know for, for a long time. Right, but it's it's amazing that he's, you know, being recognized uh, by by the BET hip hop community and everything. So that's really cool. Uh, he went ahead and said, quote, this year, because of the pandemic, everything's different. I've taken this time to work on my packaged food products, my Uncle P's rice pancake and the Hoodie who's cereals. I've been developing quality wow. products with my team. I am honored to receive this award from BET. I am grateful. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, you know, that to me, like. I'm just happy that he's being recognized, cause dude, I I listened to Master P back in the late '90s. You know, I mean, I was like, uh, make him say, uh, na 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 na. You know, <laughs> I mean, that was one of my favorite songs. I was like, yeah, that's a hype song right there. You know, <laughs> so really, I'm really happy to see that he's being honored with uh, with this with this award.
6: One of the things I appreciate and respect about Master P is that uh, he really tries to venture off and he's taken music like so many other people, you know, on another level, Jay Z and so many other people, and really tried to brand himself as a businessman. And just the fact that he has employed a lot of people. So when Mm -hmm. we talk about films being produced, you know, I remember the I got the hookup and then I got the hookup too. I think there's a a sequel to it. And I don't know what happened to it, but I just know that in terms of being inclusive, he had almost everybody in that film. So, I mean, he's all about trying to give people an opportunity and I love that.
4: No, and like I said, I'm, I'm really happy to see that uh, that he's being honored, uh, and this is a huge honor for him. This is a huge honor for him right here, because he's been around for many years. He's been kind of under the radar for a long time, and you know, it's really cool for him to actually like come up. I wouldn't know, say under
5: the radar. I'd say it's more of a choice, man. He's, he's doing things behind the scenes. You know, you don't hear about what's going on daily with Dre. You don't hear about what's going on daily with Master P. You know, these are the guys who are, you know, yes, they were musicians. Yes, they did and still can perform and write and do great stuff. But they made the choice to help bring up up and coming young stars to help others create more music to actually, as Lonnie said, become businessmen in this industry. And you don't hear about that stuff. You know, you don't. I mean, that's those guys made the majority of their money in business not in performance and they are constantly making moves you just don't hear about it
4: true true and I mean uh, and Master P like you guys have said you know you guys have mentioned this the fact of the matter that he's been working on his business and he's he's an incredible success. I mean, many people like may not uh, see it because he's not in the limelight all the time. But he's an incredible success, in my opinion. He's done so much. So I'm again, I'm really happy that he's getting this award. And more props to him for receiving it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing him accept it. Hopefully, they do like a little montage of everything he's done because it's really cool to like kind of like get that throwback in there. You know, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that movie. I remember that other movie. I remember that song. Oh my god, it's bringing me back. To like so much, you know, you're so. such a fanboy. <laughs> He's not fanning after, out. I'm fanning <laughs> out for that portion of my life, Jeremy. God, you're not, you're not here. You're not, you don't hear me say, Oh my God, I, I miss, I, I miss growing beans. I miss, you know, Ben. Yeah. I miss, you know, you don't hear me. That's just either. what, that's
5: just what you whisper to me at night. That's a very good, point. you know, what, why you gotta go ahead and tell people stuff,
4: man? I mean, why you gotta go ahead and bring up bullshit, <laughs> man? What's the <laughs> matter with you? In other entertainment news we got we got we actually guys we have a special guest that we're gonna be introducing here very soon his name is Ian Garen he's been on the show before uh and he's here to talk about his latest single chapter two which I'm um, you know it's an amazing song and uh you know'm I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting Come with him on. for a little bit but first here is Jason's up and at it right here on the Xander effect
3: Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. We up and at it, we up and at it. Chase the pepper, once we get it, gotta stack it. We up and at it, we up and at it. Chase the bag, run it up, I gotta have it. We up and at it, cause I gotta get to the king. Poppin' tags, get whopped, yeah, that's all I need. It. Bankroll, say cheese, this ain't a sinner, Making cake, stack it up, yeah, I'm out the dough. I'm out the dough, rainy days without a raincoat. No excuses, no handouts, I ain't the scapegoat. Sunny days on the way, yeah, I'm thankful. But for now, deposit this into the bank, bro out here all the time. That got a check on my mind. It's out here wasting time. Get it right or get left behind. On my way now, going straight down. People play games, I don't play around. Get into it, I'ma do it. Ain't no show and tell, but I'm going through prove it. We up and at it, we up and at it. Chase the pepper, once we get it, gotta stack it. We up and at it, we up and at it. Chase the bag, run it up, I gotta have it. We up and of pepper, once we get it, gotta stack in it. Chase the bag, run it up, I gotta have it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need that, I need that. <laughs> On the grind, yeah, it's on my mind Chase the bag, get a check, sign a, a line Backbone, got your back, yeah, I'm on your spine Scully else line it up, I walk a straight line Presidential cost thousands, let me see the time Not the ball, but I really live my best life Afterlife, run it back, in my next life Too much foul, play, you know you get the tech ride right? Run it up, gotta get what's mine Can knock the hustle, you can see it in my eyes Up next, it's my time, gotta get mine once we get it it up got
0: Hey what's up this is JP Castillo you're listening to Xander Dames on the Xander Effect Pasas hablando de mí Diciendo que sin ti no soy feliz Me dicen que solo hablas de mí Parece que eres tú la que no olvidas. Pues baby cuando tú te acuerdes de mí Espero que recuerde las veces que rico te di Y baby cuando tú te acuerdes de mí Recuerda que te dije, verás cómo te reemplazo ¿Te crees que porque ya no estás voy a sufrir? ¿Te crees que porque ya no estás voy a morirme? Ahora es que yo voy a empezar a vivir Todo me va mejor desde que tú te fuiste yeah. Me paso con mujeres todo el fin de semana Si yo te di lo que tú querías, entonces para qué tú me llamas no te quiero en mi cama, no digas que me amas Que eso ni tú misma te lo crees, por favor deja el drama Ahora me la vivo gastando mi ticket, mi IP, mujer y botellas Yo ya salí de mi estorbo, nada a mí me atropella Me paso con esta, la otra, la amiga y aquella Y toditas son bellas, pero la que se crezca como te la vio la estrella Yo no estoy pa' compromisos ni pa' enamorarme fin salí de ti quisiste engañarme ahora yo me disfruto la vida y perdona que así me despida pero por donde mismo tú entraste por ahí mismo encontrar la salida te crees que porque ya no estás voy a sufrir te crees que porque ya no estás voy a Tus malas intenciones No me importan ni tus opiniones Yo estoy bien sin ti, no te emociones Que tú no me haces falta Tú con lo mismo me hartas Si te jugaste las cartas Ahora mi ausencia resalta Pues entonces tuviste Que aprender chocando Con la pared Yo te di todo y de ti Todo fue al revés Ahora te duele cuando Me ves con dos o tres Si yo te Pero baby, esta vez yo No estoy pa' compromisos Ni pa' enamorarme Por fin salí de ti Quisiste engañarme. Ahora yo me disfruto la vida Y perdona que así me despida Pero por donde mismo tú entraste Por ahí mismo encontré la salida ¿Te crees que porque ya no estás Voy a sufrir? ¿Te crees que porque ya no estás Voy a morirme? Ahora es que oh, a a me va me, to the to can me, a arrepentida, Stas are repenting, Yeah, so fast music. Hey, yo, it's good, JP.
4: Castillo's reemplazo right here on the Xander Effect. Now, folks, we have a special treat in in on the Xander Effect right now. We have a uh, rising star, musical artist, Ian Garens in the house. How's it going, Ian, brother? How you doing? Hey, man, it's doing
2: perfectly fine. I'm so excited to be here on the show.
4: Nice, man. Well, welcome back. I mean, last time I saw you was last year, actually. Almost, almost exactly a year to the date, I think. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes. I think it was was almost a year from now, if not over a year from now.
4: It's been too long, man. It's been too long. And I got to say, dude, it's it's a pleasure always, as always, playing your music. I mean, your music's amazing, dude. I love playing it. I love uh, having it on the show. And, uh, you know, speaking of music, you got a brand new single coming out, Chapter 2. I mean, you know, how excited are you about that?
2: I'm so, so excited. Uh, it's, uh, it's like it's been out for a few hours now and it, the reception has already been warm. So I'm very excited that people are feeling the song as much as I did when I wrote it.
4: Nice, man. Nice. So talk to me a little bit about, uh, you know, I mean, because obviously with COVID-19, everything's going on. You've been pretty much working really hard right now uh, at home, right?
2: Yes, I've been working at home for the past 7 months now. It's get it's gotten a little hectic because, you know, well, <laughs> I remember Cesar Mian once saying, you know, you might have a castle, but you still need to go out. And (laughs) that's exactly how I've been feeling. Like, I don't have a castle and I need to go out. But (laughs) I I can't complain because I'm one of those persons that have had a lot of work to do every single day ever since the lockdown started um, everywhere. So... I think that I've grown so much. It's it's helped me a lot in that regard because I feel I completely feel like a different person, and I haven't been bored but one day uh, out of the seven months. Like I, I've, I, it's been days that I've like. That I want to I want to have a break and we actually shot the video of this single during lockdown we actually shot the pictures for the cover art and all the promo during lockdown and we were very fortunate that we 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 <laughs> we got to uh, be locked down with a good friend of my sister who's actually a contemporary and ballet dancer, and she she starred in the video. She agreed to star in the video, so it was like heaven made.
4: Nice, nice, man. And that's really cool that, that, that uh, were you practicing, uh, obviously you were practicing COVID protocols and keeping safe and taking temperatures and everything, right?
2: yes um, we it, it was actually just four of us in the house the way it happened is uh, my mother has a, a, a townhouse and I was visiting and uh, and I was there for a party and when the lockdown started so I couldn't go anywhere else so I stayed there and then my sister arrived from LA uh, a few a few weeks after with her friend and her boyfriend, who's actually a cinematographer and DP. So we had like the whole team and they got there with the camera equipment, you know, and their lights. And and so we were there for, from the very beginning. Like th- there were so little cases when, when it started here. There were like a hundred cases when they got there and we didn't go out anywhere else for the next three months. That's so yes, like we used masks to go outside when only one of us, we had this chat group (laughs) that was called the Kobe team and you know when (laughs) so when someone would have to go out to the grocery store you know only one of us would go out so they'd like be like hey I'm going to the exterior do you need anything from outside (laughs) and so we'd we'd be very cautious in, in 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 how we'd handle going out but staying in we knew that we were literally quarantined from the very first time that the country had only a hundred people, like sick. So we knew that we couldn't get it from each of us, but we didn't want it to bring it from the outside. And we couldn't go elsewhere either, because it was risky. So. My sister came up with this plan. She said, why don't, you know, I was doing a lot of of shows Mm -hmm. uh, that I I, I had to cancel, actually, um, a promo tour through LA, a second round of promo tour, but I did all of that online. And my sister came up with the idea. She said, well, we're here, you know, I'm I'm a director, I'm a screenwriter, you know, Danny's a cinematographer, Lupita is a dancer, and you got music. So why don't we make a video? and and we started planning the video and it was a very cool experience you know because it gave us both something to look forward to and something that we could do in the inside so
4: wow you were very fortunate to have all that at your disposal right then and there i mean it's sunny because it almost sounds like you guys were like at a campfire like well, let's see here. We're all quarantined. We got nothing else to do. Let's just go ahead and make a music video. <laughs> you know, might as well. I mean, but that's really cool, though, that it all worked out for you. Um, you have uh, the new song, like I said, Chapter Two, uh, and it this song this song is actually you know it it has it, re- it revisits an old relationship, is from what I understand, um, and this time you're a little bit more wiser, a little bit more mature, and we've talked about this before. Ian is how you a lot of your songs are about. Uh, you know, relationships Either failed or successful Or broken hearts, etc, etc And this time it seems that you're evolving To the next level of of music As far as writing, you know, heartbreak Or heartache or whatever
2: Yeah, like I I, I think that this record Irreplaceable, the one that houses the album Is like the main, The main thing that it has Is that it talks about fallen relationships and how I got over them and how I, I, I don't say that these songs are, are, are all the way like uplifting and happy, but they do uplift you in the way that they all have a message where I survived love because I see, you know, in this era, a lot of people, especially, you know, people that I see in social media or, or elsewhere, but especially in social media, that, you know, they, they're all going through things in love and they all have these memes like, oh, if I only had this woman, this man, you know, if I only could get a bouquet of flowers, if I only had someone... Who, said, uh, who told me that I was beautiful in my pictures. You know, everyone longing for so, some kind of love. And the one thing that uh, all the songs in the album have in common is that I know you can long for love, but I know you won't die. Of love, You may suffer from heartbreak, but sometimes the ego, and this is something that I learned um, making the song, that sometimes the ego hurts um, very similar or more than the heart. And you got to know the difference because when the heart aches, you just don't want to wake up. You want to be laying in bed. You're not like crying in tears and posting memes on Facebook. You're <laughs> in bed. Feeling awful, you just want the day to go through, and the day to, the next day to go by too. You know, till it goes. My producer used to have this very romantic saying. He said, "There, will, you'll see a lot of moons before you feel better," and I believe that. And when the ego hurts, you just want. People that give you attention because you feel like you were invalidated and there's a difference. And that's what this song is about. Like I learned that when I was in this relationship, this girl appears a lot in the record, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, you know, I,
6: mean, I was, you know. Do you mind me interjecting? do, do
4: does heartache though make the best songs?
2: Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, I was uh, this
4: is this is what I was going to ask. I was uh, I was going to ask you, Lonnie, if you've ever felt any heartache. I mean, do you relate to some of these songs yourself? Yeah, actually, you know, listening to him,
6: what I really love what you said just now, just uh differentiating between love and ego, real love and ego. I think if most of us I mean, I've, I mean, I've gone through heartache before and I, and, and now, you know, if I, if I feel that again or feel disappointment, that's actually a question that I always ask myself, is it my heart or is it my ego? Um, If it's my heart, then that's something that I, you know, pay closer attention to the ego the ego is a good. Is it can be a good thing in terms of um, motivating us to do things, but it also can be very dangerous too. And so, I love that you mentioned that. Um, oh, so, back to your question, Xander, you were asking me, could I identify with some of the things he's saying? Yeah, I definitely could. I listened to the song a little bit. I'm going to listen to it some more. The one thing I really noticed about you too is most of your pictures online, you're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> I mean, do you, uh, is it, do you have, how many times have you lost your sunglasses? Like I said, how many pairs of sunglasses do you have? I know that's just kind of a fun little question, but I just noticed all, most of the photos of you online, you're wearing glasses, sunglasses. I,
2: I have um, over 10 pairs, I, somewhere around that. Okay. What I do is that I use them for a period of time. I have, like, my classic black ones, which I always use. And then the ones that are, like, what I call temporary, you know, I just use them for a while. And then I I give them to someone that actually wants to have them. You know, I don't like to stash them there and say, I I don't want to be one of those artists that has, like, a hundred pairs of shoes, you know. I, I always see this online, and I'm like, you know, as an artist you get a lot of gifts like i don't get a lot of gifts but i get some gifts and you know Mm -hmm. sometimes and i don't like to be too crowded so i say like what am i gonna do with all this stuff like and so i figure well i'll use it for a bit you know and then i'll give it to someone else who wants to use it too and you know probably you know probably can't or want doesn't want to to get them you know
4: We'll see we'll see so, not that Can I said interject
2: that, for one second?
4: Uh, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna actually well real quick, Jeremy, I was gonna say, you know, I think Jeremy might want a pair of sunglasses because he loves sunglasses,
1: so well, That's you know me, I know. That's,
5: but I lose them constantly, so please don't send me any because it would be a waste. That's why I buy dollar store sunglasses now because I know they'll only last a week. Um But <laughs> I wanted to ask Ian was is that a conscious choice? Is it a stylistic choice? I may be getting too deep with this, uh, but is it a stylistic choice to, you know, more, to wear the glasses more, or is it something more than that? I mean, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. Are, are you specifically kind of hiding that in your pictures and stuff like that, or is it more just uh, aesthetic? I like the
2: synergy going on in this interview because I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, when I was first asked, I was just going to say, you know, the eyes are the window of the soul. (laughs) And and yet I think that um, first of all, uh, when I when I when I go out with girls, the first impression that I like to give them when I when I uh, get where we're going uh, is for them to see me in shades, because I think that they give that they enhance my overall look. But it's also a way to protect myself. You know, for a very long time in my life, I was uh, I was looking for validation. As I said, this song is about that, where um, I, I am not looking for validation anymore. I was looking to love her, right? Uh, I was looking to give her the the love that I think she deserved and I deserve to be given and that I noticed that I hadn't given her the first time around. That's what the song is about. Uh, But I wasn't giving her that kind of love because I was looking for her validation. So I came in and this is I I think this is a specialist that I heard on this show um, talk about that once that he said that, you know, people settle for less than extraordinary when they come into a relationship looking for validation, and so yes, I I use the shades as a way to protect me from you know just getting too connected uh, on a first on a first uh, interaction because. Mm -hmm. I've been hurt before. I've been hurt a lot. And it was my fault all the time. I'm not, you know, criticizing those girls. They could have treated me better, you know. But but, um, as Mariah would say, we love everybody. And I'm not criticizing them. But, yes, they hurt me a lot. And I was very hurt throughout the first um, love years of my life. So, yeah, the, the shades are... They don't only make me look fine, but they... (laughs) <laughs> they they helped me, they helped me, you know, they helped me feel protected. One thing that happened, and this is just a quick story. One thing that happened with this girl in this particular song um, is uh, when I was when I got to meet her, I came up to her door with a rose and I told her, hey, neighbor, I'm happy to I'm happy to to meet you right and she ripped off my glasses and she said I think I know you from somewhere and I, and I was like yes I said I'm not, that I'm your neighbor you've probably seen me around <laughs> you know but I was there to cover up my eyes mm. and this is something that I do in the videos a lot but it's become. It's also become part of my personality. Like people uh, know me with the shades on. So it's like it's one of those things where I started doing it for protection. Then I started looking good, and then it stayed because people don't recognize me without the shades. So mm-hmm. uh, it's like the mask in Michael Jackson's kid. They can go to the. They yeah. could go anywhere without the mask. <laughs> I can go out without the shades. No, and that's and that, why well, she- I
6: think you joined... <laughs> No, no. Yeah, I think you join a lot of other artists who feel the same way. When I think back, like Prince wore shades a lot. He rarely, you know, he would, he would wear his shades a lot. And I think a lot, like a lot of other Michael Jackson did, you know. And I, I guess what I'm, it seems like with so many of you, there's this shy side.
4: Yeah. Well, see that's a, that's the that's reason I'm so happy Lonnie is here on the show because we get to get a female's perspective on all these types of things that uh, you know us males the insecurities that male the, that the male psyche goes through uh, as far as you know trying to yeah. interact with with a woman and trying to talk with her or trying to like say that and like speak like, for it, yourself there buddy you know what I yes. wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't even know I wouldn't even know what your language is all right Jeremy I wouldn't even know how to speak for you okay anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in, in, in essence, I am speaking for myself. I mean, I, you know, I have, I, I have issues with, with, uh, with, uh, talking to women, you know, women that I actually do have feelings for women that I don't, I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, you know, but women that I do like actually like, it's hard for a guy for, for me to, to talk to somebody. So, I mean, sometimes if it's in the daylight, you know, I'm glad that it's daytime because I can wear sunglasses and yeah. you know, it kind of covers my eyes. It kind of like, it shields me from, from anything. It's weird. Cause it just covers your eyes not your, not your entire face so i mean uh, you know but somehow but i still feel protected I, from my eyes feel, still feel protected for some reason i don't know why
7: hey
6: hey xander and ian i'm going to tell you guys something admitting your vulnerability is very attractive just saying that you know you feel uncomfortable or a little insecure i just find that so attractive and i i feel like a lot of chicks will dig that
2: Yes, it, it, it is completely true. One thing that mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've gone through in the past like two, three years, uh, is that what I do when when I meet a girl, and I'm just like Xander on that. I'm like shy, and mm-hmm. and that that part of me, I've gotten so very confident about myself because I, I try to pump up. I have like this little routine when I go out the house and I know I'm going to see someone that I like, you know, I, I go through the mirrors of the house and I'll just be like going through each of them and saying, oh, you're beautiful, you're pretty, you're handsome, you're you're cool. You know, I'll just say these things to myself in the mirror so that I pump myself up. And then I get there with that energy and feeling that way. But one thing that I do is it, you know, I, I shy up. But I try to break that uh, vulnerability uh, chain Once like the moment I get there, I see the girl that I like, and I'll go like, "Hey, I, I'm glad to see you. I was expecting to see you here. I was really nervous. Coming here, do I look good? You know? So I'll I'll expose that part that you said about being vulnerable. The minute I get into the room, I'll say, you know, do I look good? Am I what you expected? You know, and she'll be like laughing and I'll be like, oh, well, you're what I expected. So I'm happy to be here. And then we'll start like breaking the ice and having the conversation. And it's both a a good way to be cute and one way and, and a good way to reassure yourself and also a good way to get that insecurity out of the way. Because once you've said it, once you've exposed it, it like kind of goes away. So you it keeps feel on, more comfortable. It keeps,
4: on, it, keeps on, it keeps on going. It's like a domino effect. And to be honest with you, it, it, when you said the mirror thing, it reminded me of that episode of the Fresh Prince where he walks up to the mirror and he's like, mirror, mirror on the wall. Jean Claude Van, damn, I'm fine. <laughs> That's what sort of reminded me of when I heard that. <laughs> but but you know what though? I mean, Ian, you and I, you know, we're just regular Joe Schmoe's. I mean, you know, we're not we're not uh, well known TV actors such as Mr. Jeremy Miller here. I mean, this guy. Right. I mean, it, it was it's not as easy for us as it is for you, guy.
5: Well, yeah, but I I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That was unearned, you know, popularity and everything else. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't earn it with the show, but I mean, I've told you this, man. I didn't have to work for it. I mean, I was just popular. And as a kid, you didn't know the difference. I just thought, yeah, all the girls love me. You know, I didn't realize that... could have been any joe blow on the show and it was really just the popularity that kept most of them talking to me that early so you know i i had the experience from very young of having lots of girls come talk to me i was forced to get out of that insecurity um i didn't have a choice i was i was being bombarded constantly with uh, with people you know wanting that attention I'd, I'd go to a new school and every girl in the school and i'm not bitching i'm not so trying to brag i'm not none of that it just was a reality i'd go to a new school and every girl at the school before i'd even spoken to him wanted to be my best friend or wanted to date me or wanted to you know paid an inordinate amount of attention to me because of the show and on the flip side of that it did not make me a lot of guy friends
8: girl, okay.
5: you know right so I, again, this was not me. I was just so suave and all the girls had to come to, it was just the popularity of the show. We were one of the top three or four shows in the country at that time. And Mm -hmm. it forced me to learn to talk to girls. It forced me to learn to talk to anybody. I have social anxiety disorder. I still, you know, freak out when I have to go in big groups and things like that. But I was kind of forced into the position to work through that and yeah it just it became easier for me because i didn't have a choice
4: See, you're talking about one of the the guys that didn't like you. I'm one of those guys. I still don't.
5: <laughs> well, we know this. I didn't ask you to like me, but you love me.
4: <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. So, Ian, I mean, you know, going back to your single, I mean, you you have this you have this incredible song, Chapter Two, out right now. Actually, it's out on it's out on uh, all major platforms right now. Uh, you also have the music video. You 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 release both of them simultaneously, right?
2: Right, right. They, they just dropped like with a few minutes difference and it's actually doing well. Like I, 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 I woke up and I was, you know, getting all this emails, all these texts, like from people that got it. And I was like, I haven't even announced it yet. And, and they're already seeing it. That's so cool to see because usually for the past releases, I had to like work so hard for people to want to watch it. And now that they're going like on their on their own and, you know,
3: putting it there
2: is that is great to hear, man. Seriously, because I really, yeah.
5: really love this song. I really do, and I didn't know you had done the video for it already. So I'm looking forward to seeing that after we uh, wrap up this interview. So that's awesome that <laughs> you're you're getting that uh, that traction already without having to
2: hustle for it. Um, yes, you know, that's amazing. Like it's how I got an email that it's already the video of the week, and it's it's super cool oh, because wow. we did this video with with still. So little stuff like it's literally one of those cases where where talent is uh, it's your biggest asset you know we had some lights we had Mm -hmm. um, people who who knew like like how to do music videos and uh, an incredible dancer and the song and that's all it took like you know and one thing that is is cool for people uh listening to go and see in the video is that it's all it's my it's the first video of mine that takes place at night because my sister said you know uh we have a lot of big spaces but we don't have a lot of good uh frames for what i want to do so we'll play with the night we'll play with the darkness we'll showcase only the things that we want to showcase, and for that we will use the night. So you'll see a lot of colors. You know, they did they did this uh, this cool stuff that they had like this uh, underwater lamp. So they'd go inside the pool, and they'd put some filters, color filters on it, and they'd project it into a white wall, and they'd have me there stand. You know, and it's all during the night. We shot this like from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. like for four oh, nights. Man. And they wow. use all lightings and they have like this big, like floating penguin, you know, that's lit. And, you know, it's just like a few lights and three, four people, four people, actually, you know, the, the uh, the dancer, myself, my sister and her boyfriend, we all working together. So it was a really cool experience. But I just wanted to go back real quick, uh, to what Jeremy was saying. Cause I wanted to ask him a question. Um, you know uh,
4: hey, wait a minute, wait 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 a minute Ian we asked the question. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> I know the other way around. <laughs> just kidding, this, man. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Is, this, <laughs> this, it, it, it
2: intrigued me what he was saying because my story growing up, like one of the major things that um, that impacted this album and that influenced this album was growing up. I did I was I had a few girlfriends but I was really insecure and I was really bad at relating to girls and I didn't have them come come up to me and even though i look back at, at at pictures and see myself and i'm like i was good looking you know but that insecurity i probably repelled them, you know, (laughs) you know, and, and so I didn't have them come up to me. So, uh, and it, it affected me growing up and, and I had to change that like completely, like a 180 degree change when I grew up to become the man that I am today. That's, you know, that's just a coincidence that it, it it happens in the song that I'm premiering here today, but it's true. Like I had to completely change that insecurity to be able to stand, uh, to relate to girls the way I relate to them today. So my question was, did it did uh, having all that attention at a young age uh, impact the way you handled your romantic relationships growing when you grew up? It, it absolutely did, and um, that's.
5: I I just really relate to what you just said because those insecurities, while I did have that attention, those insecurities didn't go away and they affected all of my early relationships. Um, Like you said, I had a lot of growing up to do and getting rid of those, I'm quite sure that, as you said, repelled a lot of women when they got to know me and saw how insecure I was and saw, I mean, vulnerability, yes, can be attractive but true insecurity and all of the jealousies and anything else that comes oh, yeah. with that just destroys relationships oh, yeah. and right. i oh, yeah. didn't i didn't grow up enough to learn to move past that until many 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 heartbreaks and i loved what you said there earlier ian when you said that you know you weren't blaming the women yes they could have treated you better but your insecurities you realized and accepted that you know that was your responsibility and you played a part in that and that is something that i had to learn you know i i I spent most of my life thinking that i was you know i was so taken advantage of and done wrong by in these relationships and it wasn't until i realized (laughs) that my own behavior and insecurities had set me up to be hurt you know it wasn't until i realized that fact that i was able to start growing from that so man i really related to literally everything you said there
4: yeah, completely.
2: I mean, <laughs>
4: and that's the thing. And that's the thing like uh, it took me a long time to actually uh, grow up from those insecurities as well, because, I mean, I had those issues where I would be jealous for nothing. And uh, it got to the point where I finally grew out of that. And I was like, you know what? If she's going to cheat on me, she's going to cheat on me, whether I want her to or not, whether, you know, because that's just going to be her. Um, but me being jealous and me. You know, uh, making these assumptions is just going to push her even further away from me. So the best thing to do is relax, just have a good time, and just trust the person you're with that they're gonna that they're gonna be good with you. That's 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 just it. It's got to be trust and communication. I hate to be a cliche, but that's the truth. But you do it so well. I do it so well. You already know that. <laughs> one. You got me. You, you know me. See, see, this relationship I have with Jeremy is one of the best ones I've ever had. You know. <laughs> I tell you,
6: you know what's refreshing. You know what's refreshing, guys. I'm the only female here and you guys, three men, are being so transparent, at least you seem to be, and so honest about, you know, your about your personal lives. And I just think it's kind of cool because what you're saying, it's just, this is stuff that I normally hear from my girlfriends. We talk about this kind of stuff, you know, being vulnerable and your expectations in a relationship and things that happened to you when you were a child that shape you now and what you expect from other people. It's just nice that hear guys talk about it. Well, I,
4: I just got to say one thing about that. Guys, she's falling for it. It's all good. <laughs> there we go. We got her. We, <laughs> we, we sold her on it. Yeah. And I'm glad it's working. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, this is this is the thing is that, like, you know, guys are always you know, most guys are always uh, they're, they're, they're pretty much characterized as a certain type. But in the end, we're all human. We all have the same emotions. We just express them in a different manner. And we do it at the worst time. That's the worst part is that we do it at the worst time, you know? um, And, but we all have the same emotions. We all have, that's the reason why I'm like, it, it sucks in, in the dating world because you have you know a woman that's been that's been scorned that's been jaded from a previous relationship so she decides to do the same thing that her ex did to the next guy because of that the next guy that didn't deserve it is going to look at that ex the same way and do it to the next girl and it's a vicious circle that keeps on going around it doesn't stop so it's like you know you got to end that 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 vicious circle eventually but to find out who you're going to be able to end it with that's always the trick that's always that's always the part where it gets a little bit hectic and you don't know where to go. So it's just, you know, like I said, we we all you know, we all go through the same emotional you know turmoil in relationships, love life, whatever you want to call it, that everybody goes through. We just have different ways of expressing it, I suppose.
2: Right. Completely. And we got to learn to tame our demons. And this is one thing that, you know, when, when my sister told me, you know, we think that uh, the, if we're going to make a music video, we should make shepherd too because if it, it is one that fits of the concert best. I was like, okay, I like that because I was so sincere about it when, in, in that song. I said, like, I, and this is actually, like, I remember this girl, she did me well, and I don't mean that in a fun way. Um, porn way i mean that in 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 a bad heartbreaking way like we dated for for a while and then she ghosted me that's how it ended and even though she lived uh really close to my house you know and i could you know see her come in and out literally that's how close she lived um I never wanted to go there and, you know, knock on the door and say, Hey, you ghosted me. I, th- I thought that, you know, if she stopped talking to me, she just didn't want to have to do with me. And no matter what her reasons were, I wasn't going to go and insist because I remember uh, one of my friends uh, from high school telling me once, you know, my ex-boyfriend came over today crying asking why I had broken up with him. Ian, I had a respect and admiration for him till he did that, don't ever do that. And I remembered that all my life. And so I refrained myself from going and I didn't go. And so when, of course, you know, I met this other girl and my sister always told me, and Lonnie can tell me if this is true. Like my sister always told me, you know, if you really want to get back at a girl, date one that is exactly, completely the opposite to uh, 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 physically, to what she is because if she thinks that you got with a girl that looks similar to her then she'll be like oh she got a double of me you know he's still not over me but if you get <laughs> someone completely different she'll be like oh no I gotta end this I gotta break him up and that's exactly what happened like um he I I, I met a girl at, at a wedding and and the the my ex was she was like uh, dark skin and brunette, you know, mm-hmm. and I got with mm-hmm. a girl that was fun. I didn't plan it that way, but it happened. She called me three days after seeing the picture and she was she reconnected with me and then she ghosted me again. So uh-huh. um Before you tell me if that is true, what I was was about to say is that that's why you see the line in the song that says, I've tamed my demons best way I can because when she ghosted me for the second time, I was starting to get (laughs) anxious. Like, why is she not replying to me again? Oh, she's gonna do it again. So I figured, well, I'll put this line here. (laughs) And that's how it got there. Like, and that's why it talks about the inner child. Like, you know, I've gotten so far in my self-esteem process, like, (laughs) Uh, that, you know, and she's tur- She's overturning everything now And, you know, so I had to, you know Go back to my inner child and say, hey, you know Calm down, man, it's gonna be fine It wasn't fine in the end, but <laughs> But is yeah. that true?
6: Okay, so your questioning was Do we want to see We don't want to see our ex with someone Who, if we see somebody who's very Similar to our look, then It means you're just trying to Replace us and you're not over us that's exactly. what you're saying? And yes. then if you get someone who's completely opposite, then that means you're really moving on. I mean, I have to say, I I like it just personally. And I know I, I have, what I've learned is that, and, and trust me, I've been that person before, that I really don't have any control over whoever I dated, who they date next. But I have to say just... I like, I find it refreshing when guys are just attracted to whomever they're attracted to. If I see someone who's attracted to me, but then they find somebody similar to me after, then that just makes me think that there's a type. So I kind of like it when they're just open to whatever. Uh, But if you still have feelings for somebody i'm gonna be honest with you whether you ghost them or not whatever her reasons were if it was just ego to hook back up with you and then ghost you again i just think that when you have feelings for somebody you kind of don't really want to at first see them with anybody (laughs) it doesn't matter if they're brunette or blonde or redhead it just doesn't matter when you're over them when you're really over them it doesn't matter they can date whomever you just want them to be happy
2: Right. Betting your I don't soul know of souls sounds. you
4: want them to die.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably did. I've <laughs> run into her a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Ever since and like the last time was like a few months back and I was going to get a haircut. So my hair was all messed up and she was with her new boyfriend. And I always, when I, when I come to this house, I like, this is my parents' home and I always like to, you know, go out looking well. So if I run into her, like she'll see me at my best. And that for that day, my hair was all messed up and I ran into her and I just like covered my face and I went like, "Don't look at me," <laughs> and I and extended my hand like Michael Jackson. They're like, I just, "Don't look at me." And her boyfriend <laughs> was like, "What the hell is wrong with this dude?" But I, I didn't. I didn't care. And then she texted me a few a few days after, and she was like, "Hey, uh, are you mad at me?" And I'm like, "I'm not mad at you. You're you're not even in my life." And she was like, "Oh, well, you don't have to be mean." And I was like, "I'm not being mean. <laughs> you." <laughs> Walked out of my life. Like, You're like I'm, stating <laughs> I'm stating a fact. I'm stating a fact,
4: dude. Like I'm just,
2: like, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, right, right.
4: It's just it's 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 a it's crazy situations, man. Relationships are freaking just crazy in general. That's why I stay the heck, go away from them. Well, more than more than more truthfully, they stay away from me. But that's beside the point. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, I gotta ask. Uh, I was wondering about one thing involving uh, going back to your uh, your your song and the music video. Do you normally? Uh, do both simultaneously like you did with this one or is it usually one or the other first? Um,
2: I could call it normal now because it's been like that for, for the past, like two or three videos I, I didn't do it like that before but that was because uh, uh, I just put out the single and then we'd come up with the idea and it would just take so long but now it's simultaneous and, and I think it's also because you know the industry changes and uh, back, back when I first was first doing music videos people didn't uh, didn't release the, the single and the music video simultaneously but now they do so I got to keep up with that.
4: Nice, nice. And, of course, the album's called Irreplaceable. Uh, it's got the song is in there uh, called Chapter 2. Now, do you have other songs that you're going to be doing uh, music videos for as well?
2: Well, there's Feature in Your Life. We had that in mind, and we had a different affair just because people just seem to love that song. And I love it, too. It's, they're, they're, uh, both of them are, are some of my favorites from the album. So we had that in mind, but I'm also trying to like put together new material because i got like uh, songs that i've recorded a long time ago and that are actually really good like actually this is like a fun fact about me my favorite songs of mine are unreleased so i'd like to put out uh, wow. one of those
4: wow you could call the, you could call the, the, the album unreleased
2: Yes, that'd be cool. And <laughs> and I and I I wrote this song that you know that is called uh, I will I won't give the title away because it's one that I want to premiere soon. But it, it when you hear that it, it just came out of that's the first song that I've written that came out completely out of my imagination like I was imagining being with a girl in Mykonos and she wearing my shirt you know after a good night of passion you know coffee shirt and one of those uh uh houses overlooking the hill and I was like just fantasizing with that and I started writing that song so I I hope it's out so you've
4: already piqued my interest I
2: was gonna say I'm already waiting to hear it and I want (laughs) to see the videos me too
4: actually you know (laughs) Ian that and now the pressure's on you bro to go ahead and make this happen already (laughs)
2: I will I will I've always thought that that should be the lead single to a follow up album and uh for for the record it's it's that song I did not write having this girl that we're talking about in mind thank
4: god <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good thing but I mean you gotta admit got that enough airtime. I was good yeah you know and not only that but I mean you gotta admit one thing that a lot of your good material a lot of your good songs come from all this so you gotta give them a little props here and there because because of them <laughs> you're able to write such good content
2: you know <laughs> I mean oh no I completely love her I have much respect for her and I'm glad she's happy <laughs> like I see th- this is not out of check Jealousy, you know but you know how it is you know you you see i see her new man and i'm like well i'm glad he's not better than me hey
4: that's wow. that's
5: honesty right there baby
4: <laughs> well that's a, that, that's good honesty damn it i'm sure we're all thinking the same thing you know he just actually you know can he can, he can say it you know but no i mean i'm you know like i said dude i'm i'm happy that uh, the songs didn't Well, the video is doing well. And right now with uh, like, you know, we talked about COVID-19. We talked about you being in isolation, quarantine and everything. Obviously, uh, you know, you don't have any tour dates set up. But uh, obviously when when all this is lifted, you have everything. Do you have things already in motion, ready to go as soon as they lift these uh, these restrictions?
2: Yes, uh, uh, we're planning to do a U.S. uh, tour for next year as soon as it's ready. I, I was actually in talks with a company to tour uh, when this all started. And I have uh, some concerts online lined up for the end of the year. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can go back to like regular performances because I both miss doing concerts and seeing concerts because you know, I love music, so it's not only performing. I love going to a good show. And, and being there. And actually, I, 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 the last concert that I went to before this all started one week prior to uh, the lockdown was Billy Joel wow. and he was so good, you oh, know. I have always wanted to see him in, in, in person.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> he was so fit. good. And he 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 was funny because he you know he has a segment where he sings all these love songs and I related and I was I, I always like to go see shows and see what I can learn from from the act to bring to my own show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not trying to copy, but, you know, just get inspired by mm-hmm. that. And um, and he, he he was like, okay, so I'll perform uh, one of the songs. Clap if you want to hear Just the Way You Are. And so people clap. Clap if you want to hear Vienna, people clap. And so he was like, okay, I can't... Uh, Like, uh, difference who who won, so I'm just gonna play both. And then he played (laughs) both, and he was like, and he was like, Vienna, oh my mind. And then he stopped playing and said, and then I got divorced, so what do I know?
4: (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome. I got to ask you, I got to touch base on something you mentioned um, a second ago that you're doing concerts online. Are you doing the same thing that a lot of people are doing on Facebook and Instagram, doing those Facebook lives, Instagram lives type, to, type of concerts?
2: It just depends on, on I haven't done one that I like organized myself for me that I just get invited. Like I've done like four and I've gotten invited to all four of them. So it depends on on the organizer. Some uh, have wanted to have them on Facebook Live. I believe one was for a foundation. Uh Uh, a music instrument company had a foundation and they were raising money for children. And that was on Facebook Live and some others were um, just on YouTube and on another platform that I can't remember. But it depends on the organizer because I figure, you know, uh, if if we're going to do this, then have more artists come so that people can uh, have a variety of people to see. This is a good chance for for people who would normally, you know, spend all their budget on one artist, you know, cause I, you know, going back to Billy Joel, he was expensive, you know, and, yeah. and so, you know, online concerts, the one thing that they have is it for a cheaper price, they allow you uh, a, a, a fuller experience because you can have all your family there, you know, at home, like five, six people for the ticket of one watching the show. So I figured, you know, try to put myself into uh, music festivals, if you want to call it that, that have a variety of artists so that uh, audience can see a vast variety of people, you know, which wouldn't normally happen. That's really smart.
4: That's that's a good point. No, that's that's definitely good, man. And I mean I'm glad that uh I'm glad that again, you know, I'm glad that you're keeping active uh even during this uh during this crazy time, man. And um, you know, I'm happy to I'm happy that you came by here, uh, you know, and joined us here on the Xander Effect once again. Uh real quick, how can people stalk you on social media, Ian? You already know I'm gonna ask you that one. <laughs> well they can go to my
2: instagram at i am
4: ian Garin,
2: and uh facebook is ian Garen or they can just type my name anywhere they want to type it and i'll pop you know i'm i'm like an omnipresence yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, on all streaming services if you go and type ian Garen i'll pop I'll, I'll be there but mainly instagram that's uh i i've told you this before it's my favorite it's my favorite um uh, Social uh, social platform because because it's so dynamic and I was into TikTok for like two minutes but then I was gonna I figured, ask you about mm. that I was gonna ask
4: you if you got a TikTok as everybody else does right now
2: No I, I I've seen yours and i and they're really good but I think that <laughs> it's a talent You know it's also you know a talent You gotta have that in you and it's, I no I no in. no
4: Ian it's me being bored. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy could attest to my ta- my lack of talent <laughs>
5: I, I was going to be nice I left that one out I, do, I don't have to jump on every opportunity you give me <laughs>
2: Uh, I like them, but I'm just like not so into you know, and I try to come in like, oh, I'm going to do something different, you know, everybody's doing this dance and I'm going to come up with something different that people love and uh, people didn't love it because they wanted me to dance the same song so. Nice,
4: (laughs) nice Well, that's cool, man. I mean, I'm glad that, uh, like I said, I'm glad that you're still being active I'm glad that you're uh, still moving forward I'm glad the video is doing well Again, the song is called Chapter two. It's part of the Irreplaceable album. It's out now. You guys got to check it out on all platforms. And, uh, you know, uh, Ian, glad to have you on here. Hope to have you on again with some new music, man. Thank you so much for having me. I had the greatest, greatest time. Nice, man. Nice. Happy to have you. And coming up next is chapter two by the man himself, Ian Garen right here on The Xander Effect.
7: You are now listening to The Xander Effect. Well come in, come in, come in. It's been years since the last time we went to the mall in between class. I remember it all perfectly cause I tried to kiss ya yeah. You're right, I was in it, to see me with you oh. But it suddenly ended, it went cold and you took some distance My emotions just went up and down in a whirlwind Anxiety, tears, broken dreams and obsession How I like you and see you and love hasn't changed all. But the one thing that's dead isn't ready for you I've become the man you want I've my demons best way I can. I'll work my hands so that it won't matter. Back to the dark place, back to the sky, get constantly hounded. My rejection and inferiority. I have
4: two right here on the xander Fact. you can go ahead and catch uh that song on all major platforms make sure you catch his music video on youtube and man it, that was that was an awesome that was awesome having ian on the show guys that was cool
6: i thought that um he's really an interesting person i love how on i love how honest he was about his relationships
5: yeah that uh that really made for a wonderful interview you don't get entertainers that are Mm -hmm. willing to open up like that you know that often and um it's really interesting just getting to hear that growth in his relationships how that's affected his music where he's at now that just i mean i had already listened to the song and getting to hear him talk about that just it really made me love the the song even more
4: No, definitely, and having him back on the show again for a second time, and I mean, well, to be perfectly honest, having him on the show for the second time, and having both you, Jeremy, and Lonnie also involved in the in this interview this time around, that just, well, I mean, you know, Lonnie, not so much you, Jeremy, but that just made it so much more better (laughs) having you guys on here to talk with to chat with him because I hate hogging all the interviews. I really do. You know, I want. No, you don't.
5: You arrogant. Bastard, you
4: wow, Wow. (laughs) go ahead and tell me how you really feel, you jackass. I won't hold back either. All right, (laughs) you know, I love you. Oh, the love is the love and the hate is mutual. But again, you know, wonderful to have him on the show. Hope to have him again very soon, Garrett. <laughs> Thanks a lot for being on the Xander Effect. In sports, man, COVID nineteen <laughs> continues to plague the NFL. Looks like uh, the New York Jets players have uh, have been sent home along with coaches after testing positive for COVID nineteen. Now they haven't mentioned which were the players that have been uh, that have been tested, but they're <laughs> waiting for a second round of testing on on these players and coaches. Uh, what's sucky about this is that they have a game against the Arizona Cardinals this Sunday, and that that might put a little bit of a of a crimp on on that game. Who knows? They might have to postpone it depending on the players. Uh, I mean, dude, that that's gonna suck. Because I mean, I have a couple of players on the
5: oh yeah no, it's it's definitely throwing a wrench into a lot of people's plans. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's just—it's just not—it's—it's just not, it's, it's not. Oh man, it's just all bad. Well, you it's know,
5: they've bad. already had to move the Bills game that was supposed to be on Monday night to Tuesday. Oh, wonderful! Because of the because of the uh, positive tests on both the Bills side and I can't remember what team they're playing right now, but yeah, the game had to be moved t- till Tuesday, and it will only be played pending negative tests and clearance from a majority of the players. So there is still a chance that on Tuesday, all the games could be canceled still. So, I mean, this whole season is just, I mean, this is the most insane football season I've ever seen.
4: I mean this, and then you have another player that also tested Holy positive thing. was uh, Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore was another one. Mm-hmm. And mean,
5: if you yeah. happen to notice, uh, I mean, I'm going to bring this up again because we talked about it earlier. It's not just you know the youth and the kids and the, everybody else who makes a mistake and maybe you know forgets about mm-hmm. the COVID thing or whatever. Patrick Mahomes came out and made a very heartfelt apology because after the game he went up and he hugged Stephen Gilmore and he mm-hmm. said it was a lapse in judgment, you know? It's yeah. something that we do, and he's a man I respect, and it's something I'm used to doing after games, and it was what? just a lapse of, of judgment. And of course, the next day, we find out that Stephen Gilmore tested positive, so Patrick Mahomes exposed himself. Yeah. He has not been, right. you know, he has not shown positive, he quarantined afterwards and so forth, but just that, I mean, I can relate to that. I'm a hugger. That's me. I haven't been able to hug my friends in, in seven months. And when I, I see never. them, I, I, have, I have forgotten once or twice. I have. I've had mm-hmm. friends who I've seen, and I've just run up and thrown my arms around them. And I'm like, crap, what am I doing? I know. Yeah. You know, so I, I – yeah, <laughs> shut up, you. <laughs> I'm
8: like, get away
4: from me. Stop you hugging should, me. You should be, <laughs> priv-
5: be privileged I hugged you. <laughs>
4: I'm like trying to get her, on like, I, have, I have like a wrench in between us and I'm like, get off me. Is that what you call <laughs> <going? laughs> it? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, Lottie, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. We're we're, I we're in guess, our shenanigans you know,
6: I've been for a long time when it first started. I was like, I'm sending a virtual hug to everybody. But then after a while, that just seems so like hokey and insinc- insincere. So it has been hard. I have to say I have hugged a couple of people but I've been pretty good at just trying to keep a distance I mean there have been some friends where I have been like in town or in their neighborhood and I didn't even let them know that I was there because I just thought that it would be weird for me to see them and not do the things that we used to do together
1: you Mm -hmm. know
6: so I always would rather not even see them Under these
4: circumstances It's tough right now I mean Yeah I mean not being able To have physical interaction With people that you love People that you're close to Family members Loved ones etc That's just so tough That's just so tough Right now I mean but Unfortunately we have to We have to like you know, maintain that, that quorum right now, uh, that decorum right now. And, and it just, it sucks. It really really sucks.
5: Absolutely. I mean, but, and as heartbreaking as it is, it's, it's brilliant to see so many people taking it seriously. I mean, we've all seen the pictures or the videos of, you know, the young girl standing outside her grandmother's house, celebrating her grandmother's birthday through a window. You right. know, a closed window and stuff. I mean, it's heartbreaking to see, but people are taking it seriously and they're doing what they need to do, and are still finding ways to live their lives.
4: Mm-hmm. And you know what? I mean, that and that's the important that you you actually hit the nail right on the head. That's the important part. Live the life, the life. Right. You know, that's 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 the main phrase right there. Live survive you know and fortunately if it means that you know we have to like be a certain way for right now so be it but at least we're alive to go ahead and be alive long enough to see a good future for all of us to be alive enough to see to be able to hug that person a year from now you know to be able to interact with them a year from now if things you know if and when things get better So that's the important part. But I mean, going back to this story right now, according to uh, General Manager Steve Keim of uh, the Arizona Cardinals, he said, quote, all plans are the same until someone tells us to change. So we'll fly out Friday and hopefully play on Sunday. So as far as the Jets Cardinals game goes, looks like it's still it's still going. It's still going to happen. But I mean, it's just, it's, that's just a tough one in and of itself. So, well, you know, hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully that's, that's not going to screw up uh, fantasy owners. I mean, I hate to be selfish, you know, in this situation right now.
5: And and let's bring it around to, you know, the real matter as well. I mean, yes, it's definitely affecting everybody's fantasy football seasons, but let's hope that, you know, a lot of these are false positives. And if they are real positives that, you know, these incredibly finely tuned athletes are physically able to overcome whatever this may cause them so you know Definitely hope everybody uh, comes through it okay.
4: Agreed, agreed. In other sports news, the Dodgers go ahead and sweep the Padres.
5: Uh, send the little brother home without dinner.
4: Ooh, that's just nasty. <laughs> Twelve to three.
5: Well, that's that's putting an exclamation point on it. <laughs> all the all their antics, all their BS about how they're going to dethrone the Dodgers. You know, all this crap, all their shenanigans throwing the bats and acting like idiots on the field it was just rather sweet to send them home <laughs>
4: <laughs> no but really tell me how you really felt about that one <laughs> uh, well you know i mean next next to the
5: giants there are very few teams i dislike as much as the padres um you know you don't like they, the
6: giants Jeremy. me
5: are you kidding? Oh, the God, San Francisco no. they're, Giants. They're, they're I am I am, a, I am a a die hard Dodger fan, and I the there is a passionate hatred between Dodger fans yeah, and Giant fans. They're... It is well it, it, it goes back a long time, but for me, the very first time I mean I knew, I knew about the rivalry, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel the that deep, almost, I mean really almost hatred until I learned about what was one of the defining incidents in the rivalry was when one of the Giants players got brushed back with a pitch and turned around and beat the Dodgers catcher over the head with a baseball bat in the middle of the game.
4: Well, and, that definitely did it for a lot of I people. I mean, that that
0: was
5: a, a, a defining moment in this rivalry. So,
4: you know what, though? I mean, now with what happened with Houston, do you think that the rivalry's kind of shifted over towards the Astros now? I don't think it's shifted really. I think
5: there's definitely a, a animosity there, but it's. The it's cheated. Of thing, <laughs> they, they absolutely cheated. They stole a championship. Um, but, right. but, I believe that this is the type of thing that would be washed over with by the next time we, I mean, they're already in the playoffs. If we get to meet them in the world series, you know, the Dodgers are coming in with a chip on their shoulder and they're probably going to whoop their butts. I would bet that it's let go after that, that there's not really that much animosity among the fans after that, there would be vindication. There would be whatever. um The Giants—that's just a different thing, man. It dates yeah. back to New that's York. I mean, it's very personal, and it was, you know, dating back to them sharing the same borough, basically, back in New York, and and mm-hmm. splitting their fans, and then coming to California together. It's a it's a very personal rivalry, and as much <laughs> as as much as I'll, I'll compare it to this, USC and Notre Dame are big rivals. Yes, Uh they are. But USC fans and Notre Dame fans don't have much animosity for each other. They have a lot of respect for each program. Very true. USC and UCLA hate. That's
4: each a other. different story altogether.
5: Hate each other. plain yeah. and simple. It's oh, yeah. there's no because of the proximity, because of everything else, there is a deep dislike, a real natural dislike, and a lack of respect for that other team. I don't. Know, um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I re- Of I course respect, you. Of course you. I, don't. I respect you. <laughs> we know you. You can't not respect a team that has you know what ten times the championships your team does
4: in other sports news. (laughs) No, I mean, going back to this one, uh, you know, I agree with you. I mean, there's definitely uh, that that rivalry there that definitely will not go away anytime soon. But it stands right now. uh, The Dodgers have moved forward. They're going to be going up against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, They're the only other unbeaten team right now. So that's going to be a pretty tough. uh, That's going to be a pretty good series right there between them. Uh, As far as this one against the Padres is concerned, AJ Pollock, left fielder, went ahead and said, quote, we obviously feel really confident about our club, but we've still got a lot of work, uh, a lot of work, a lot to work to do, though. (laughs) I couldn't even read that. Uh, We've been we did what we wanted to do. We did what we're supposed to do. We're going to celebrate that, but we expected it. And that's confidence right there. That's confidence.
5: Absolutely confidence. But you have to remember, this is a team that's been to the World Series two of the last three years. Yep. You know, this is getting to the World Series is not an accomplishment for these guys. They yep. do. No- <coughs> if they come home without that title, this is a lost season to every single one of them. Agreed. So,
6: I mean, that's what I was about to say. I'm not trying to throw salt into the wound. I don't, I follow baseball a little bit, but what I do know is, Jeremy, sorry, nope. the Dodgers keep making it and then they don't win. Yep. Well, there's questions. Like, I'm not a Dodgers fan, but I tell you, I
4: have been wanting them to win. <laughs> well, there's there's a question about why they haven't won. One of them has to do with the whole cheating scandal. They got robbed in this last series, and who knows how many other times they might have gotten robbed. Um I mean well the the
5: Houston one is the only one that we definitely know about. For sure yeah. The player you know unfortunately they didn't suspend any of the players because for some reason Major League Baseball felt that it was inappropriate since a lot of those players went to other teams. But the players this was a player organized and player created cheating scheme and not a single one of them was punished. That's a problem. You know, they punished the manager who wasn't a part of it. They punished an assistant manager who was a part of it. They punished the team by fining them. But every single one of these players who gets to call himself a champion has a world series ring. Every single one of these cheaters was not punished and basically Sir had no consequences. So for me, that's a problem. Now, some of those players, and there has been rumors that a couple of the players who were involved in the cheating scandal had been a part of the Boston Red Sox team mm-hmm. that we played in the World Series the year before. Mm-hmm. So there is insinuation that they were doing the same thing. But I leave that alone. Boston was a great squad during that side, and I didn't see anything that looked weird to me. Houston, that series you could tell <laughs> you could tell something was up. I mean, they looked like they knew what was coming. They were jumping on fastballs that, you know, almost, as if someone had tipped them off to what pitch was coming. They, we, the Dodgers had one of the best, uh, collection of pitchers in the league that year and in that series they looked like amateurs. Yeah. They couldn't get a ball past anybody. It was and it just it you really could tell something was off. And we didn't find out what it was until many months later. So I I will agree with you completely, Lonnie. I have a very I don't have a lot of confidence in the Dodgers manager. Uh Dave Roberts has made a lot of very poor coaching decisions, especially dealing with his pitching staff and in the playoffs in particular he doesn't seem to have a grasp on really good pitching strategy so they have a lot of things that have, have worked against them and I agree with you, They've, they haven't delivered they are a team that constantly has talent that doesn't seem to be able to get over that hump um, right. whether, whether it's been players collapsing or again like I said, ma- poor managerial decisions in very key situations. So I got to say, as, as good as they're playing, and they have been the World Series favorite since the beginning of the season, they have been the best team in the league the entire season. They led with the most amount of wins through the entire season. And I still don't feel comfortable or that confident that we're coming home with a championship. I believe we can. I believe we have all the talent. But i i am not sitting here with some you know great confidence that oh we got this wrapped up no problem the
4: dodgers are going to be chanting you know i i really i'm nervous i am i mean and yeah. you have every right to be you have every right to be because i mean at this point it is a crapshoot shoot um, do, do are they hungry do they want to go ahead and get vindication of course they do but will they That's the real question. I mean, you have other teams because we've been focused on the Dodgers getting vindication, but we also forget that there are other teams that are hungry for that title as well. I mean, you got Atlanta that's right there, like ready to pounce. Oh, Atlanta
5: has been one of the most up-and-coming teams in the National League for about three years now. So getting to this point, I mean, they, they're the team that everybody's been waiting to dethrone the Dodgers in the National League. For about the last three or four years, all the pundits, all the reporters, everybody has been saying this could be the year. These guys have a lot of young talent. They're a great squad. This could be the year that they become the, the dominant team. And they haven't quite done that yet. They haven't surpassed the Dodgers, but they have shown that they are an amazing squad and they've been kicking butt in these playoffs. So um, do I do I think we can win? Yes, I do. Do I think we'll win? Yes, I do. But um, am I am I uh, overly confident or comfortable with this? No. No, I'm not.
4: Agreed, agreed. But I guess we'll just have to wait and yeah. find out on that one. See what happens. Uh, the next game is going to be, I believe, next Thursday. Is gonna be the, the the next game between Dodgers and Atlanta Braves. So we'll keep an eye out on that one. In other sports news today, ladies and gentlemen, today is the is is the final, possibly the final game for yeah. the NBA championship. Will we have a champion? Will the Lakers get that title back? That's the real question. I mean, you have the Heat. That again, no pun intended. The Heat is on for them. They need to win this in order to still stay in this game, in this series. If not, Lakers are the new champions. I mean, what, what are your what are your predictions on this one?
6: I think it's all over tonight. The Lakers have to, they've got it. They have to they have to do this, and I think they do have it. I really do. from from the From the last game and just uh, the post game interview with LeBron, I mean, we talked about it the other day. There's just a certain leadership maturity about him, even more now, and just the chemistry between him and Anthony Davis and just all of them. I, I think they've got it. I think they're going to win tonight.
5: I got to agree with you there, Lonnie. I I said originally that I thought the Lakers would take it in five. And as we've said many times on this podcast, they are playing for a reason. I mean, not only do these guys want to ring every single one of them. That's why they play this game. But every single one of them wants to do this for Kobe's legacy.
1: Yep. Every
5: single one of them. And LeBron has talked about what an inspiration Kobe was in his life. Kobe was the player who inspired him the most when he was in high school. He was the player that he modeled himself after coming out and wanted to be that guy who came right from high school to the NBA just like Kobe. You know, this is a a very personal thing to him and a very personal thing to all the Lakers. You know, this is a, a... Team that has a history and a legacy that is unlike almost any other in sports and again to take a to take a player of Kobe's stature of his um, the love that the fans have had for him over the years and to have him be mm-hmm. taken away, I think it is it's something you always hear teams playing you know if somebody dies during the season they lose a teammate it's not uncommon Mm -hmm. for people to rally around that and to win one for that that player Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. for the lakers where the history Mm -hmm. of these legendary players means so much the legacy has been so important it 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 almost carries more weight and Mm -hmm. I honestly believe the players understand that. I think that's what's driving them. Um, as good as Miami is, and they're a great squad, LeBron has said in every single interview that this is the squad that scared him the most because they are so well coached, because well, he are so gritty. He knows. he knows them all personally, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I believe they're, uh, one of their coaches, who's one of their main defensive coaches, was one of his assistants in Cleveland.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: And it's one of the coaches he still calls the one of the best defensive coaches he ever had. So the lakers are not taking them lightly they have a very deep respect for this team and they know what they're capable of and i believe that's why there won't be a letdown i believe they they know what this squad is capable of and they are not going to take it lightly they're going to come in and do what they do i think they're going to want to close it out right away and and you know bring this one home for kobe
6: well, I mean, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good game tonight, though. I think it'll be good,
4: you know. Oh I, yeah, I, it'll
5: be a back I
6: and forth. Yeah.
4: Yep. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it does happen tonight. I, I personally think, uh, like you, like you said, Jeremy. I mean, they're doing it. You know, I mean, for Kobe, the legacy, everything. You know, is on the line today, uh, tonight. They, they. They feel that they need to do it. That's their motivation right now. They have a great uh, leader in the locker room. You know, as far as LeBron James is concerned. So, I mean, they, they have a lot of motivation, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of positivity in their in their on their end on their side. And so, to bring it back to the rivalry thing,
5: the rivalry aspect, if and when the Dodgers win this championship which could be, or Dodgers, Lakers win this championship, which could be tonight. They would then tie the Boston Celtics for 17 championships. Yes! The most of any team yes. in the league. Yes. So again, if you want to talk rivalry, this would once again be us... As Laker fans getting oh, yeah. to say, "Yeah, Boston, when were all those championships? How long ago?"
4: Exactly, man. Um, that's something. That's something right there that is very important to Lakers fans. Absolutely, to Lakers fans. Yeah, I mean, because I can't stand the Boston Celtics. <laughs> I I respect them. They're a great team great organization, but the but man, some of the fans, they love throwing it in our faces all the time. Oh, we got more championships than you do. Well, guess what? Now you don't. <laughs> and we'll see you tonight. Hopefully exactly. tonight. Exactly. So uh, make sure you check it out. It's going to be on ABC. Yeah. Uh, Tip-off, yep. believe, I believe, starts at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so make sure you check out that. Make sure you check your local listings in the event that I'm wrong, which, you know, as Jeremy it's will very test Is very possible. There he goes. <laughs> I didn't even have to say. I didn't have to finish. He was already there. He was already you there. Know, to go. You know, I'm going to jump in. With it. <laughs> exactly. So make sure you check that out. NBA championships. Who's going to win? Who's going to is our Lakers going to go ahead and go home with the title tonight, or is there going to be another game? We'll find out tonight. So check that out. Coming up next in video game news, Nintendo has decided to, to build a super Nintendo world that plans to open in the spring 2021 at universal studios, Japan, We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is uh, Quest Cross and Ian Thomas's Money right here on the Xander Fag. Money, money,
1: money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. money, money, money. money comes and goes, but you will stay right here. Are beautiful, and we gon' gonna shine that bright. But let me show you what is new, hits. Cause you deserve it, girl. Why we take it to the limit and give. This waking in all you know. To the limit
6: Like Keroz, we taking off. Quest cross that big boss You ask like I get it done The sandy and the Mad uh-huh. We're in Switzerland Off in Antwerp
3: like that Where those diamonds are at My we hop lights, no risk If it's TSA, walk
1: God, but you're a You will have all of this money, girl Money, girl I'ma spend it on you Spend it on you Come get this money, girl Money, girl Cause it's waiting on you
2: This is Ariane Celeste This
5: is Larry Neymar, the founder of E! Entertainment Television
1: Hi, this is Marisela Cornell. Hey, how's it going? This is Polo Molina Hey,
2: yo, what's up? This
3: is the Zando Effect And I am the DJ KID, the, the Welcome to the place to be
4: Away Queen, right here on The Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like uh, Nintendo Corporation is opening up a Super Nintendo World attraction at Universal Studios Japan, and they plan on opening it uh, Spring 2021. Now this story came out a couple of days ago actually, but I'm bringing it up because I didn't get a chance to bring it up on uh, the last episode of The Xander Effect. I saw this and man, I was really, I'm really excited about this. They actually like created a whole super Mario, like super Nintendo world with a bunch of super Mario stuff. And Oh my God. Like I saw it, I saw the tweet that they posted and it looks amazing. Like, I mean, why can't they put that? Why can't they bring that here to universal studios, Hollywood? Come on. I mean, you know, they have the whole Harry Potter thing, but they can't bring super Nintendo here. Come on now. Right. I bet you it's going to be super dope. The
6: only reason I say, you know, I'm not even that big into video games, but I've been to Tokyo before and I've been to Tokyo Disneyland. Japan, they know how to do things. So I bet you it's going to be really, really nice. Well,
5: that's, I would, I would be dying to see it. I know for, I didn't get to go while I was there, but Mm -hmm. uh, Disney Japan, as well as Disney Shanghai, are the Uh two most technologically advanced Uh Disney parks in the world. And yep. from what I've been told, the animatronics at Disney Shanghai are so realistic and so amazing, it will it will blow your mind. So, yep. you know, I, I would be very interested in seeing how they do this. And on the point of them doing it here, I don't think they could. As much as I think some people would love it, it's too niche for for the States. There's lots of gaming fans, but it's not a cult like it is true. In Japan.
4: Yeah, you're right about that. You're right about that, definitely. Because gaming practically was born in Japan. Exactly.
5: Much. I mean, it is. It's. It almost. It does. It has a cult-like following in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's a way of life. So I, I just don't think you could sustain that in a big park in the states. I think it's a little too niche for
4: for that. I guess it's just the gamer in me, wishful thinking over here. I'm like, come on, bring it over here. Be cool to like be. Able to like you know, be like Super Mario and just like jump on these blocks and then just <laughs> hit them and have a mushroom pop out or something, you know, that'd be pretty awesome.
5: awesome. I mean, you know, you're talking about mushrooms and, and parks, we were that's you
4: know. Hey, bro, you know, he's a mellow man, you know, totally. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there like that. No, I gotta say,
5: I would turn into a big kid if I got to play in that. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the Super Mario and all the early Nintendo stuff is, is our childhood. I mean, that was, as you know, I played yeah. the original... I mean, before Nintendo was released in the States, I actually got to play it. I've been playing Nintendo since it came to the United States, actually from a month before it was released. Wow. And it's, it's a huge part of my life. It, it was a a giant part of my childhood. So I, I would definitely go and I, I'd be you know, running around with all the kids acting like a complete idiot. It would be so much fun.
4: <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, dude, I'm the same way. So that's definitely going to be something pretty cool to see. Uh, maybe we might be able to like take a virtual tour. Cause the one thing they, I, I do like about a lot of these theme parks is they're t- starting to do virtual tours. They did it for Disneyland and everything. I mean, they have a lot of YouTubers doing uh, virtual tours of a lot of uh, these attractions. So hopefully we might be able to see a virtual tour of this attraction. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, the pictures in the, the pictures themselves of the designs of what they want to do look amazing. I mean, it, it's it, it almost feels like you're in the video game, which is really cool. Something that you know many people would love to be a part of. So yeah, I'm just. You know that looks really awesome. Hopefully, they'll be able to do it uh, by next year. You know, you know. Of course, uh, of course, pending you know the current uh, crisis that's going on that shut down so many theme parks in that part of the world as well. I mean, it's just it was just really bad for uh, Disney, uh, Universal, everything. You know, everything. I mean, hell parks are shut down here too so
5: all of i mean all across the world theme parks are you know one of the most hard hit right now um i mean they've said the losses have been absolutely staggering um i believe -hmm. i believe movie theaters and theme parks if you're talking just sheer dollar signs are taking the biggest hit right now so it's brutal man I, i i hope when we come through this they are able to bounce back but you know the amount of parks across the world if this continues much longer they're just not going to be able to stay open they're not going to be able to sustain this nope.
4: agreed no. and 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 the last the last park i went to was last year actually right around this time for halloween horror nights i went to universal studios and universal I, studios is so fun oh it's a lot of fun especially for halloween yeah. horror nights oh man we uh-huh. had a blast there who knew this is going to be one of the last times i was going to go and check that out for a while I mean, you know, I would have never guessed. I want I actually had plans about going this year too. Again, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I had a blast with a bunch of friends of mine. We all got together, we all went there and it was so much fun and I wanted to can- do it again.
5: We can put on our masks and we'll drive by and we'll wave.
4: Right. That's about as far as (laughs) as we'll get to that (laughs) one. Uh, It's so bad. Well, with that being said, you know, that's the news in case you haven't heard it again. You know, thank you so much for our special guest, Ian Garen, for being on the show. Make sure you check out uh, his single out right now. Chapter two. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, my co-host for being here with me as usual. I'd like to thank one co-host really, you know, yeah so much for being here as always. I appreciate your time.
6: Great being here. Xander and Jeremy always fun. Always a good time. Have a great weekend everybody.
4: You, you too, Lonnie. Me. Always you great well. having you on. You as yeah. well. And I'd like to, I guess I could go ahead and thank Jeremy, you know, whatever. Oh, well, thank you. You painted <laughs> my butt for having me on with you. You know, I always love it's you. A, butt.
5: It's such a pleasure co-hosting with a miserable POS
4: like you. <laughs> <laughs> See, the love is there, folks. The love is really there. Thanks so much for being on the show, guys. As usual, love having you guys. You guys have a great weekend. And remember, everybody, we're still in a pandemic. We're still please continue to wear your masks, continue to practice uh, basic hygiene, wash your hands, wear gloves if you got them, wear goggles if you got them. If you're going out in public, Uh, we're all in this together. Please, please remember to vote. I mean ballots are out right now. Try to vote. I voted. Uh, Lonnie voted. Jeremy, I believe you did yep. too.
5: Mine is going out today.
4: There you go. There so the yep. right there. So yeah, I mean, make sure you vote. It's a very important election time. Very important. Your vote does matter. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. remember, we're all in this together. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time.
0: Yo, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music, Inc., Sony Music, The Orchard, and DMG Bertelsmann in association with Art19 Media.